1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
2: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it.
1: How many weeks in lockdown now? Oh, I don't know. I literally don't. I don't know. I can't count. I don't but, know what day it is. But the
2: shops opened back up in England
1: yesterday. Yeah, I know. Have you I you out in the bought anything? No, I just don't. I don't want to go in queue for like half an hour to get into Zara, really. Like, mm. uh, unless I was on my own, maybe. But no, I'm not up for it. How about you?
2: no. <laughs> um, we're like the worst people that have been let out of lockdown ever, aren't we? We should be like well, I did um have a really fun like barbecue with another couple on Sunday, Dozers mates, and they've got a son. So they came around and sat in the garden middle of the social distance one and we ended up just getting really, really boozed. I mean I was I was quite pissed by about 7 pm. Um, <laughs> what's new? What's new? Yeah, what's new? Um so yeah, I haven't been out I, I I'm literally just taking it easy this week. I thought I'd be a bit kinder on myself this week because last week was a pretty intense week with loads of work you know some zooms meetings writing all that kind of stuff and then obviously work at the weekend so I thought this week I'd just have quite a chill one I think we might even go and play some more golf
1: oh nice it's nice that you can do that actually because I was thinking really I I mean I do like going to the shops but you know when you have kids it's not really a thing is it Like (laughs) (laughs) like going and wandering aimlessly around the shops like unless unless someone's got your kids it's really not that fun no it's more like go in, grab what you need, come out. So really what I'm waiting for is like the bars and restaurants to open. I think that's when I'll feel like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Like this is a bit more normal. Just
2: imagine you and me like strutting into the bar, (laughs) straight out to the terrace. (laughs) Come on, what are you drinking, girls? Couple of cocktails. We're going to go large. We'll be drunk by, you know, 7pm again. I was going to say 11.30am. Although I think I've up a really good tolerance to alcohol during lockdown because I seem to drink it like Ribena now. (laughs) (laughs) I never used to drink every night I'm like that glass of wine Gin and tonic. Do you know what, tea? though? The
1: weather makes that okay. No. I think that yeah. makes it allowed. It's like on holiday. It doesn't... I mean, I'll drink at 11 o'clock, 10, 10 a.m. Sometimes I even drink with breakfast on holiday.
2: <laughs> well, you can... Um, if it's got yeah, it's just, it, you can drink it.
1: Or not. Or not. Yeah. I don't even add orange juice. That's fine. <laughs> skip skip that part. It's just extra sugar, isn't it? Oh, that holiday.
2: Holiday <laughs> <as laughs> when well, wearing... you've got anything booked.
1: No, we're actually debating this. Um, James is all for it. Like... Let's just let's just book somewhere and let's yeah. just go. But I don't know. But I don't know. It's I'm only the pointing like, yeah. this end. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's, that's the, the bit. Thing. But it that doesn't really. I could. I don't know. I think I wanna wanna just leave it a couple more weeks. But we might we might book something. What are you gonna do? We've
2: we have we have obviously had Ibiza booked in the diary for the last four months and then we keep having to move it. So mm. every time BA email me going, Your flights are cancelled, I'm like <laughs> So we've gone to the end of August now. End of August it's looking like. Uh so Oh that's yeah. good.
1: Nice. Yeah. And um, then do you still have to quarantine when you get back? Or well is hopefully that... by
2: that point it won't be that it that won't be, be around. But who knows? I think everybody's really confused about what the future holds and I I wrote you know we wrote this post last night about kind of the new the new norm the new normal what does that look like what does that even mean anymore and I think it's all about staying in the present you know we can't look back on what life was like before quarantine you know now who knows what's going to happen when they kind of go Things are starting to ease, aren't they? People are starting yeah. to get back. But interestingly, people are, people are kind of carving out a new work life for themselves as well, which I think is really interesting. I'm I know. To, I know. Of, I'm quite proud of that. You know, the, the nine to five, the slogging into wherever you have to go to. I just don't
1: think that'll be a thing now. No, I don't. Oh, well, I hope it's not as well, especially yeah. for, you know, yeah. like parents and people who are looking after other people that make that commute such feel like yeah. so much more of a waste of time than it already yeah. is. Yeah. Um yeah, I just I, I really hope that it does prove to employers that it's so doable to work mm. from home. And actually, yeah. it. Do you know, what's lovely as well, like, I'll, obviously, I'm not really working at the moment. So I mean, you know, I'm taking the kids out for walks and stuff. You see so many young couples like walking around like chatting <laughs> quietly on their own with no children but I think do you know what they probably never used to have this time together they probably mm. like were chained to their desks before this happened yeah, yeah. and then they only probably used to see each other maybe one day at the weekend and now they just get to go out for you know like go out for a walk at lunchtime and I don't know I just think it feels so much healthier like a healthier way of living although it's in a really bad health crisis but
2: I know I know what you're saying though it's kind of two sides to the coin really yeah, um, don't even get me started on people in lockdown that don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> Dream <laughs> well, no, no. I would have been so nice. Uh, um, well, listen, we 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 recorded this a while ago, didn't we? Um, we did, yeah. When lockdown happened, I think it was actually at the beginning of the year, or maybe at the, at the back end of last year. Um, and somebody recommended. Um Lauren to us she was like, "You know you've got to get this this woman on the podcast. Um, have you ever spoken to a doula before? and you and I were like a doula, we've heard of it, but we don't really know what it means and what it is
1: no, and we don't know anyone who's had one and yeah. I guess it was just a whole subject, like a whole world and a subject that we just hadn't covered before. um so we thought it was quite important to share with you exactly what it is, what they do, particularly if you're pregnant or Planning to have a child might be interesting.
2: Yeah, or you know, if you've had a baby and you're pregnant with your second or third, and you're thinking, actually, do you know what? I'm going to have a doula at home as opposed to you know, particularly under the current the current climate, the fact that you know, my my friend SJ, she's about to have her baby. We've had her on the podcast, and they're saying to her that she can't go into hospital and she's until she's in active labour. Um, and if she does go in before then, then Ben, her partner, can't go with her, and she's got to do the first bit of labour by herself. So she's like. I'm going to be at home
1: yeah I'm going to try and and have a home
2: birth so look I think things are changing and you know maybe this is the 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 time for for the doula or having somebody there with you to kind of you know go through the birthing process with you in your own homes
1: if you're nervous and you don't know what's happening and it just have someone there like an extra pair of hands and a bit of a voice of reason I guess yeah and to guide you through it
2: yeah I think you and I learned as well didn't we that actually it's not just about the birth, it's about the lead up to the birth, prepping yeah. you for it, explaining what happens to the body. They're kind of your like 360 person that you can turn to. Um, yeah, and I've just seen actually that Gwyneth Paltrow she's obviously got um goop, hasn't she? And yeah. um, just done a live with a really amazing doula who's based over in New York called Latham Thomas, who's the founder of Mama Glow. Um, so you definitely need to check her out, watch that story as well. That was um, that was a really powerful conversation, so yeah. We're talking doulas today with
1: With Laura Mishkin.
2: So this is really lovely because Georgia and I have never had um, somebody on the podcast who is this. We have never had a doula. On the show before, we've never sat and chatted to one. Jordan and I don't really know huge amounts about being a doula. So when um, one of our friends came to us and said, "You have got to speak to this woman. She is one of the most incredible women, strong, um you know, brilliant at her job, and also a fantastic doula," we were like, "Yes!" So the woman sign in the studio, us up. sign us up today, <laughs> is the lovely Lauren Mishkin. She is mum to three boys, Max, Zach, and Joshua, and she has been registered as a doula since 2007. So she's an absolute pro at it. So
3: Lauren, welcome. Him. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: Not a, a lovely, lovely intro. introduction. <laughs> wow.
1: So I think Zoe and I were yeah. a little bit confused as to what a doula is and okay. does. So yeah. I think probably quite a lot of our listeners will be as well. So it would be okay. great if you could explain why you wanted to be a doula. Yeah. And also exactly what it is and okay. what you are able to provide for okay. expectant so parents.
3: I feel like I should probably start by telling you about the word yes. doula. Because a lot of people say You're a what? You're a dealer. You're a jeweler. A dealer. (laughs) You're a what? And when I started 13 years ago, no one had really heard of that word. Now you say it and a lot of people know. So doula is a Greek word and it translates as woman servant or woman caregiver. So back in the days when we all lived in a community and in a village, if the women in that village were having a baby, the wise women, the experienced women who had witnessed childbirth and who were experienced in childbirth would come to your hut your house and they would be with you while you birthed your baby. And now we've all moved out of our villages and our communities and we're very much separated and often we have parents who don't live nearby or any family support. So that's kind of been lost. So doulas are are bringing that back to women, to families, to the community. So a doula is a trained non-medical professional. So that's quite important. We're lay people, we're not medics. Yeah. Okay. And Doulas provide continuous physical, emotional and informational support to women before, during and after childbirth. So our purpose is to help women have a safe, memorable and empowering birth experience. Does that it sum does it up? Yeah.
1: lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, and to answer your question as to how, you want to know how I became? Yeah. yeah. I was an actor's agent, was my proper job my real job and then I had Max in 2004 and I went back part-time and then I had Zach my second child in 2006 and I retired because it was it was just too much and I wanted to be home and I wanted to raise them and I started to do my dad's bookkeeping and he lived at the time across London so I would drive with the baby in the back of the car across London and there was a program on Radio 4 Women's Hour about volunteer doulas in Hull Um, and they were supporting teenage mums and I'd never heard the word before and I listened to the program and I thought yeah I could do that I had two very straightforward nice births and there should be people out there promoting that birth is doable and birth is positive and birth is empowering and I did a bit of research into it and I found a training course and I trained and I thought oh well you know I'll never work no one will ever hire me and I have never stopped working. Since. <laughs> Everyone wants you, Lauren. Well, <laughs> I think it's generally become um, more known about yeah. and more popular, and especially in London, there's a lot of women having babies. So I'm pregnant, not not now, not <laughs> last, not <laughs> <Yes>. ah, <that's laughs> the press. I'm pregnant. No, it's not. And it's the immacul- immac- immaculate conception because doesn't
2: doesn't had a me. No, I'm not pregnant. But I cu- let's just say I come to you as a pregnant, yes. as a pregnant person, and yes. I to say to you. Um, I need a doula yes what are you what why have i come to you
3: and what are you gonna do for me well you've come to me for lots of different reasons either you've come to me because you're expecting your first baby and you are feeling a bit like a number in the system so you're feeling like you've gone to the gp i'm pregnant and the gp's gone great (laughs) bye or (laughs) that's exactly what happens that's what i was gonna
1: say yeah it is what happens or in my
3: case is that good news is that um, good news? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and then you've chosen the hospital you want to deliver at, and you've gone to the hospital, and you've got 10 minutes with a different midwife at every checkup, and you feel a bit like an anonymous number yeah. in a system. And having a baby is very special. It's something you're only going to do a handful of times in your life. And women should not be made to feel like an anonymous number in a system. They should feel listened to and informed and empowered and understand their their choices in childbirth so you might come to me because you're expecting your first baby and you don't know what to expect and you'd like to have some continuity of care and you'd like to have somebody who you're able to call email text chat meet up with throughout your pregnancy who you get to know and trust who you know that on that day is going to be with you and going to stay with you and is not a stranger coming in the room and that doula knows your birth choices she knows what you want and how you want that to go. And as much as is possible, because we all know birth happens as it happens, she will try and make that happen for you. Or you might be coming to me because you've had a baby and it was a very traumatic or difficult experience Mm. for you and you're now wanting a different experience second time round. Or you might come to me because you had a cesarean first time round and you want to have a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean, and you want some help with that. You might be coming to me because your partner is squeamish useless (laughs) or you may not have a partner yeah Yeah. so there are lots of different reasons why women book dealers
1: and so I guess for me uh, like I would see the main you know the main positive just for for me personally would be having someone consistent throughout the whole thing because I had two um, very different births so one we were living out of London and I did see the same midwife quite a few times throughout but then she wasn't there on the day right fine yeah but my second birth with Gigi, I didn't see the same person twice. No. At all. Not at all. Throughout no. the whole thing. And um, I think if it had been my first, I would have felt quite worried and a bit let down. But it was my second and mm. I sort of, you know, Just I swallowed like, it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, now looking back, I think having somebody who is there the whole way through, who's got, I can answer all your questions um, and sort of guide you a little bit. Because yeah. um, you don't really get any guidance. You no. just sort of get... Yeah, okay. So you're you're gonna have an you're gonna have a vaginal birth because you're this, this and this, you had this blood test and this is your family history, so yeah, that's you. You, you don't really It's very get, medical, isn't it? Yeah. It's not necessarily
2: emotional. Yeah. And it they don't necessarily address the kind of other needs, our emotional needs or our, our kind of mental needs. It's all yeah. very much like, Well, this is what your body's telling me at the moment, so this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like drowning with fear. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it can be you know, first time around it can be Very terrifying. Of course, you're heading into the unknown and
3: anything you've never done before is quite overwhelming. Mm.
2: So do you talk to people, do you talk to women about the different birthing experiences that they might have? Do you go
3: into details about what could happen to their bodies? Well, I'm more interested in what they are aiming for. Right. So I'm listening to what it is they are trying to achieve. And then I will inform them about the pros, the cons, the options that they have so that they know that they always have options in terms of where they birth their baby, how they birth their baby, what kind of pain relief they might want or not want, and how to cope during the labour. And also, very importantly, to point out that we're not just there for the mother, we're also there for the partner. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, how can they know what to do? Yeah, They've I never been in that situation before. And without wanting to generalise or sound sexist, I have found, having been married for a very long time, that when men are presented with a problem, they want to fix the problem. You know, if you tell them, I am... Hungry, we'll go and eat. I'm tired, we'll go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, they're solutionists. Yes. And when you share a problem with another woman, it's not necessarily because you want that problem fixed. Sometimes you just want it heard, you just want to express it. And having someone listen to you and sympathise with you is enough for you to feel better. So, women in labour like to complain a lot it hurts, I'm tired, I can't, I won't, I'm this. And men's sort of gut reaction is to try and fix the labour. You can't fix labour. It's a waiting game. It needs to be something that you need to sit with and be patient with and wait for it to unfold. Mm. And so when you have a doula with you, they are able to just by visibly being relaxed and in the room and just putting a gentle hand on or showing that man how to help massage or do a bit of counter pressure. It feeds into a relaxed atmosphere. Mm. So the men get it. Okay, I don't need to be stressed here. I don't need to do anything. I just need to be here. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And that's enough. And also, I do think for some men, seeing that, you know, their partner in that much pain, not knowing what's going to happen, they can't do anything about it, that's pretty scary. It's very
3: distressing
2: for lots of men. Yeah. Men need to be equipped better with more information and more, um, yeah, I guess information is the word about what could go wrong and what does happen during labour. You can't go into it blind. Like, we're the ones that are growing the baby and housing the baby and everything is happening to us but actually, it's not really. This is a 50-50, you know, split down the middle and they've got to take on that responsibility but they need to be armed with the information and the education. I don't think we're doing enough in our society to make that happen so immediately they're feeling alienated because I think they should They should walk in there going, right, I know what to do here. You know, I've had those conversations rather than
3: feeling slightly marginalised. And that midwife in the room is there for the mother and the baby. She doesn't give a shit about the father. He is of no concern to her whatsoever. But he is still a human being. That is his baby coming into the world. And it is, as you said, quite distressing. So mm. a doula is able to take him aside and say, listen, those noises she's making, they're good noises because it's telling me that the baby's on its way. And you see what's ha- what they're doing there. It's just a very simple procedure to try and fix this and help with this. Right. And you can also show them comfort measures so that they are able to provide some physical help. But what I say to all the dads, because they all ask the same thing, what should I do? What, what should I be doing? I say, look, what you need to do is be there because you're the only other person who's as invested in that baby as the mum is Mm. so just a look i don't know if you experience this with your own partners but sometimes just someone looking at you knowing that you're loved knowing that you're safe just bring that to the room that's enough oh i mean
2: i i think i fell in love with my husband more when and we weren't married at the time, but you know, more after what we went through together as a couple, because he didn't leave my side for the entire three three days. This was the first labor, and even when I was being sick and you know bleeding and vomit, you know, it was just horrendous. He was just there, there, there. He didn't even go and get snacks. And if you met my husband, you, you know, he's this giant <laughs> monster of a man who can't go without food for like an hour, and he didn't. Yeah. He was like, we need it for two days. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I had a really great experience with him, but yeah. I'm sure other people's experiences might not be the same.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I had my husband and my mum there right? and I feel like my mum acted as my doula. For sure. Yeah, so she was, she knows my husband, he's squeamish, Mm -hmm. doesn't like needles, um, doesn't like anything like that, but she kept him like at a good level of stress. Yeah. So excited, but not not tipping over the edge to yep. stress and worried. He's a bit more of a worrier than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I had a good experience both times. Really did.
2: Did you want like how did that conversation go down? Because I think I think if I had told Dozo, well, I want my mum there, he would have gone absolutely no way.
1: Really? Yeah,
2: because she's really irritating sometimes. <laughs> and like, because because it's a very he would see it, and I would see it the same that it's a very personal thing for us, and it was the two of us needed to yeah. do it together. But so, how did you bring up that conversation with him?
1: We didn't really. We just we just. I guess he always thought my mum would be there. Mm. We really? really, yeah. I mean, I, most of my friends have had their mums there. Have they? I, yeah, really? yeah. Most of my fr- I think. Yeah, they have actually. Yeah, most of my friends have had their mums and their husbands. So mm. whenever we've spoken about it with our friends, it's always been, "Oh, my mum was there because she did. You know, she went off and got the snacks, or yeah. you know, she was there to be the extra person." There you go. Yeah, and then I think my my nan was at my birth. My nan was at um, the birth of her. The, How her. special? Yeah, and not to be. Interfering, mm-hmm. but to to provide support, I guess, for Absolutely. both of us, mm-hmm. so that both of us had somebody. That's, That's nice.
2: Yeah, I just wondered how what James thought. Yeah, but, but he doesn't. He doesn't mind.
1: I think he was happy to have <laughs> yeah. someone. someone to bring him snacks. Most yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and also to not worry. You know, like. Oh you need to run and get the car seat or yeah. whatever. He knew that if he was going to do that, I was still mm-hmm. I still had somebody there mm. or you know to go yeah. do the snack yeah. run or you know just if someone needed a break, one of them was always going to be there. That's and nice. in your so. situation
3: in those 3 days, a doula would have allowed him to have gone and get snacks or mm. had a nap or run to the car. So sometimes you are providing also just a prat- practical extra yeah. pair of hands to do stuff. Yeah. Um and to enable the partner to be able to enjoy the birth to their the capacity they can without feeling they're fully responsible for everything all the time because that's hard on any person. Yeah, of course it is, especially in that environment
2: because it can be quite it can go from being quite a kind of calm to quite highly stressed yep. depending on what's going on with the labor. Now, do you kind of arm your clients with all eventualities as in what might happen if they want to have a water birth it might turn out do you you
3: kind of tell them what can change yes uh i do antenatal preparation sessions so we will go through pretty much everything there is to go through and they normally do their own antenatal classes as well so they will have been taught in that you know what what goes on and at some point during the pregnancy what feels right to them um will will come to the foreground. You know, they will connect with I really want to have the baby in the water, or I actually really think I want an epidural or yeah. I want to have the baby at home. And so that's that's what we'll talk through and that's what we'll plan for.
2: So we'll be back right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
0: That's stamps.com. Code program.
1: Now, where were we? And do most of your um, clients... Do we call them the clients? Parents? Uh, Yeah, I would say clients. Clients, Some dealers would have
3: a problem with that, but I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do they... Because for me, the second time around, there wasn't time to have an epidural. Yep. um, And there wasn't, so that was fine. But I think sometimes... There is time, and mm-hmm. and a midwife might not want you to have one. Are you there to say, no, no, this is what she wants to have, so this is the time? Or if you want to have an epidural, now's the time? Yeah, so... Um, My clients
3: will choose all sorts of things and I support anything from home birth with not even a whiff of gas and air to elective caesareans and everything in between. And good doulas should come without an agenda. (laughs) Yes, that was going to be my next question actually. So it's absolutely irrelevant how I chose to have my own children. I am finished having my own children (laughs) and I chose to have them in the way I chose to have them. So even when I'm asked, what did you do? I'll always say, when you've had your baby, we'll talk about my births. And they're never interested after they've had their own babies. But, you know, there are women who come to you thinking, is she going to judge if I opt to do X, yeah. Y, Z? There is no judgment. All we're there to do is support your wishes and your needs. So, yes, I have supported everything.
1: That's. Everything. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, because I think... Maybe the first time round, I wouldn't have opted for a home birth, but the second time round, mm-hmm. now I look back, yeah. it was very straightforward. It mm-hmm. was very quick. Yeah, um, that you know, it sort of happened. In talk the about way. your no-
2: Talk about what Georgia Apparently, Georgia did. Through, I don't make through her any labour. She just
1: went. I just put my but hand you squeak. up. Squeak. I just just a hand. That was it. And okay. so then back down yeah. again. Um, I could have had a home birth. I really could have, but I didn't even consider it. Why? Because no one even spoke to me about it. That's a shame. They sort of said, oh, maybe you could be a candidate for a home birth. And I was like, yeah, no, thanks. Anyway, carry on. You know I didn't get told oh actually usually second time round this happens this happened in your first so. But
3: home birth rates in the UK are horrendously low. If you have had a straightforward pregnancy and you are healthy and there are no complications and especially if you have had a very straightforward birth the first time round Mm. there's no reason why you shouldn't have a baby at home. There is this kind of myth that it is only for like the nutters, the hippies, the crazies and that it's dangerous. It couldn't be further from the truth. You know, you have a dedicated midwife and at eight centimetres, two dedicated midwives who are in your house with you. Yeah. So they're only looking after you. They're not looking after the other women in the other two or three rooms because in hospital, that's the reality. Midwives are terribly overstretched. They Mm. are having to look after more than one woman at a time. And at the first hint of something not being okay, you will be transferred into hospital. Mm. So from my experience... I would say a lot of the home births are actually safer right. than being in a hospital.
1: Because they've got more people and more sort of dedicated people. Because they're just there for just you. Just there for you, yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually home birth is something, you're right, I probably used to think, but oh, then yes, to- it's hippie and, you know. But so it- did I, to be honest. I really did, yeah. Until
3: I saw it. And this year, actually, the first two births of the year were both home births. Wow. And when you see that mother... After she's had her baby, tucked up in her own bed with her baby, with her own mug, with her own tea, with her own toast from her kitchen, you realise actually how abnormal having a baby in hospital is. Where do you have a baby at home? I guess it depends. If you're going to have a pool... Then lots of uh, couples would set it up in the living room, I guess, because that's where the biggest space is. And also you'd need access to a tap. So you'd have it somewhere where you can put a hose. Um, Lots of women labour in their bedrooms um, because they feel safe. You know, we're we're just mammals at the end of the day. Sure. We're just animals. And to be able to birth, you need to feel safe and secure and private. So women love to labour in their downstairs toilets. Because they're used to being alone and in the dark and able to do private things without being interfered with I mean, downstairs toilets. I mean, that would probably be the first baby because after the first child, you never get to wee again on exactly. your own. Exactly. <laughs> You're never on your own Never, ever,
1: never, ever. So ever. the
3: toilet is actually my number one place to put women in labour. You sit them on the toilet and you shut the door and magic happens. No way. Oh,
1: yes. It makes sense. That if you're comfortable in your surroundings, mm, yeah. you relax. Because second time with Gigi, I was in I was tense the second I got in there. Mm-hmm. But then someone went into like full blown pushing in the same room, so they had to get me out. Gosh. And as soon as they got me out of there yeah. and I was in my own room and in a really relaxed environment, mm. I felt completely different. Mm. And I don't like hospitals anyway, so it all felt very like uh, you know, like where you just sort of tense up. Yeah. Um and I did, I did feel completely different when I was on my own and sort of, yeah, taken into a different environment.
2: It makes total sense.
1: And so if you um, come to a couple and they say, right, we want to have an elective C-section, how do you support them? in that are you there in in the room are you not I mean uh,
3: well it's dependent on every hospital because most hospitals many hospitals have a one partner policy right okay so it would depend sometimes you have couples where actually the father doesn't want to be in theatre for whatever reasons or the the mother would prefer that you're in theatre in which case yes you would go in and wait for them because you know it can be a long wait even if you're on a list someone may have an emergency and you get bumped down the list so it's a question of going into hospital keeping the parents calm Mm. and distracted and prepared and then sometimes attending in theatre sometimes not sometimes you'll be waiting and the partner will go into theatre and then you'll be in recovery with them afterwards and you'll be assisting with breastfeeding and settling the Or bottle down. feeding if you choose to do that as well. Or bottle feeding if you choose to that.
2: So at the end of the podcast, yes. we like to ask our guests, what is the one piece of advice that they wish they'd been told or the best piece of advice that they'd ever been given?
3: It's a saying, right? But I really like it. Okay, great, okay. I like it. It's very simple. This too shall pass. Oh yeah, right? great. Yes. saying. Yeah. Everything, everything is a phase. Mm. however hard it is, it is going to pass. So I really like that. And also asking for help when you have had a baby and you are feeling overwhelmed for whatever reason that might be. Asking for help is a strength. It is not a weakness. Asking for help is not giving up. It is actually refusing to give up. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. And also I think this is the key to everything just generally in life. And we should be telling our babies this from the day they are born, you are enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we like to say that as well, don't we? But my top tips, I suppose, would be one, get a doula.
1: Why (laughs) would you not get a doula?
3: And there are also postpartum doulas, which I haven't mentioned. I I am not one, but there are postpartum doulas who come in afterwards and help you with the baby. Prep meals in advance. So when you're cooking in that last couple of months of pregnancy, make double, freeze half. And in those evenings when you're exhausted, rather than order a pizza, you've got a really nice home-cooked meal in your freezer that you've already made. It's like a gift to yourself. Love that. Have a baby moon. Have time with the two of you and that baby together. Visitors can wait. The baby's not going anywhere. And when visitors come, this is the rule. Come, bring food Go away!
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's that the best piece of advice yeah, we've heard all is. series. Can't right. bring food. Go away. Can we? How harold Does that <laughs> does that go to? You? I mean, I could be a little ruder, but I'm keeping it polite. I'm keeping it. No, peachy. you can say "fuck off." Yeah. That's, That's why, my rule. Yeah. Come,
3: bring food fuck off (laughs) that's that's the rule right for new parents and keep an open mind when it comes to the birth a birth is like a wedding you can plan it down to the minute but on the day it is going to have a momentum of its own the prize is the baby so don't go in saying i don't care what happens to me it doesn't matter because it does matter it it has a a big effect on your self-esteem and how you are able to mother that baby but keep an open mind and have an idea of what you would like to happen and inform yourself. Yeah. And go into it feeling informed and positive. Labour is a mindset, it is a mind game. Yeah. We're never going to do it again, Georgia. No, so we're we can not just.
1: me neither. <laughs> we live it through these amazing stories. Yeah. Well, thank thank you. you so much, Lauren. Yeah, that was thank brilliant. You so <laughs> thank you for having me. Amazing
2: chat. I'm so much more informed about doulas
1: now. Yeah, me too. I'm going to push them onto
2: everyone. <laughs>
1: <Lovely>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lauren. Thanks. Thanks. Well, that
2: was so interesting.
1: It was. It was. Do you know what? I think my mum was my doula.
2: <laughs> your mum is your everything.
1: Yeah, I mean she is, and she's been taken away from me from the last three months.
2: <laughs> ah. Welcome to the real world, kiddo. Um, no, you know What you've actually, you know, well, we, we won't get into what because it's been it's been hard for you. You've been a solo parenting basically. Now James is back at, uh, 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 at football, and it's been super tough. You have, we haven't. None of us have had any help
1: yeah I know exactly do you know what he isn't actually even back properly but he might as well bloody be back because he's never here oh. he's always training somewhere I mean, <laughs> somewhere he's definitely, he's definitely got the right idea hasn't he
2: <laughs> if you could go back and do your time again do you reckon you'd have a doula
1: um I don't know it's hard because I did have my mum and I think that's what Lauren was saying wasn't it it's like sometimes that' what people need i guess mm. if i wasn't living close to my mum at the time yes definitely mm. i would would mm. you <sighs> i don't know
2: i don't know i i really wanted to after the after the you know the labor with luna and how long it went on for and how i felt afterwards i was like right second time round it's got to be different i definitely didn't want to experience as much pain and i really really tried to kind of have I don't know a natural but I don't know why I still was sort of thinking oh I just I'll do it without the epidural and da, da, da. when it came to it and the contraction started I was like right epidural so yeah. I don't think I'm built for it if I'm honest with you like I remember Nadia Zawala's story about how she just loves a home birth and she just yeah. imagined that her vagina was made of butter and her baby just came out it's like my vagina was made of like velcro and the baby just got stuck and didn't want to come out I didn't yeah. I definitely don't have a buttery vagina so I just don't I think some people have really built for it and some people have the mindset for it and others, like me, don't
1: but it doesn't matter either way like there no. is no medal like no. I had t- I had two very different births like they were both actually positive and yeah. one was an epidural and one wasn't so yeah. there's and I don't actually think of them in any different way like no. at all like yeah. not at all I'm not Ooh. like oh Gigi you've chosen one because I didn't have an epidural <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't even really think about it it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how you have your baby if you'd have asked me before I had Axel I'd have said I'll have a plan c-section definitely that was always what I thought I would do always Mm. always 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 um and I don't really know why I didn't. Probably because a midwife taught me out of it. But, um, <laughs> the yeah. Yes. yeah, and it doesn't matter. Like, It really doesn't matter. Like, At the moment, obviously, we probably discuss with our friends our birthing stories because it's still relatively new, isn't it? Like mm. the last few years. Yeah. But really, in like five years' time, are we still going to be talking to our mates about it? Probably We're not. We're well on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, on here we will. It's not a day-to-day Thing I don't know I, I I really think whatever you want to do is is right.
2: Yeah. What? Well, yeah. No. You're absolutely right there, and that's always our message um, on Made by Mamas, isn't it? That whatever choice you make is the right choice because it's the choice that you've you know that you've made yourself. Um, but I think it would be interesting to be if we could just be you know morphed into somebody else's body for a moment and just you know be be in that sort of hippie state where I'm kind of I've got all my my oils going and my candles lit and I'm just bah! like stepping into my power and pushing a bit I like that would be quite cool to experience that because that's not the experience that I had I obviously had the epidural and then pooed myself so slightly different for me G wasn't
1: it <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm never gonna get rid of no. that oh, no no you're not <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh um, my god. Listen, are we going
2: to do we're not going to do products today. Um we're going to also obviously on a Tuesday we normally have you know a sort of a maybe a well-known face and then we have our expert on a Friday but we just wanted to mix things up in lockdown and keep things keep you on yeah. your toes keep, so keep you alive in
1: lockdown
2: <laughs> we've got <laughs> alive in lockdown. we've got a really exciting guest lined up for Friday um, and we can't wait to tell you who that is but it's going to be a,
1: a, a it's going to be a no-hold-bars chat definitely it is it's no it's going to be really exciting um but yeah so we will be back on Friday and as always please 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 I mean, I really, I sound like I'm begging and desperate and I am begging and desperate. Please (laughs) leave us a five star review. Tell your Mm. friends about us. Mm. Um, It really, really does help get the podcast out there and we want as many um, parents as possible to listen to it.
2: Yes, we do. Thank you so much. And as always, you can send us the message um, at Made by Mamas or on my personal um, account at Zoe Hardman. And as Jay said, we're going to be back on Friday with another amazing chat and we'll see you then.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now. And if you want any more information about coronavirus, go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.
3: This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years.